For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to another episode of Believe in Rangers, a New York Rangers podcast presented by Blue York on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host, Johnny Lazarus. We have a great show for you today with Alex Micheletti, who covers hockey all over Minnesota. And I am joined, as always, by my friend from Stadium, Alexis Downey, who is coming off a fun weekend in Nashville. And since I don't have much to talk about, since there's not a lot going on right now, um, I'm going to send it right over to Alexis. So, Alexis, why don't you tell us about your weekend in Nashville watching the Preds? It was so much fun, Johnny. I am still recovering for it a little bit. Um, it, it was really cool to see Smashville. I've never been to Bridgestone Arena. I've been to Nashville before, just hadn't gone to a game. And I mean, I was texting you beforehand and I was like, where are all the fans at? Like, it was mm-hmm. like 10 minutes before the game. And I was like, not, I didn't, there was no one in the arena. And then everyone just came in right as the game started. And it was a great atmosphere. They've got these like fun chants that they, they do throughout the games. They like yell at the other goalie. It's a great, great atmosphere. I was pleasantly surprised and I Nashville in general is just, it's too much fun. I don't think I need to go back there for a couple of years. <laughs> I think your exact text to me was after you sent that picture of like the empty crowd, I think you said, I think everyone's still out pre-gaming. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah. Uh-huh. The, it's crazy. Like Broadway is just literally steps outside of the arena and I, I understand why like playoff hockey there is just, I can't imagine. I I think I, that would be a reason for me to go back. I went to Nashville once. It was for my brother-in-law's bachelor party. And like they had a, it was cool. They actually had like the arena open to the fans that day. So we got to like walk in the arena. I got like a free t-shirt and towel, walked into the locker room, uh, which was cool. But yeah, no, I never saw a game, but yeah, I could imagine that place being pretty sick to watch a game. I mean, obviously we only got that like small sample size kind of with the, what was it, 2016 Stanley Cup final when they played the Penguins or 17, 17, I think 17. 17. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, that's a place and, and Alex Micheletti kind of touches on it. Like, you know, <laughs> it's, it's great to see those out of market teams doing well. And like, you know, that's kind of what the game needs is to, uh, to grow more in those, you know, like I said, non-popular markets, you know, we're seeing now kids from Florida and the NHL because the Panthers came in 20 years ago and, you know, brought hockey to Florida. So maybe 20 years from now, we'll be talking about a kid from Nashville in the NHL, you know? That'd be really cool. And I, I feel like it's, it is maybe a little, it's growing and it's hockey in general. I mean, it's taken, taken a little bit of time, but I feel like Nashville in general is populating so much that 
there's going to be people there that want to play hockey, especially when you go to a Predators game. And they have been so good as of late before they decided to pause their games, which is mm-hmm. something that we're going to get into mm-hmm. down a little in a little bit. But uh, yeah, they were playing the Avalanche on Thursday when I was there. And I really didn't think that they were going to win because they basically had an an entire age AHL squad, as well as an AHL coach, but they were able to pull off the victory and, um, it, it was a great night. I'm, I'm happy. I got to be there and experience my first game. Um, but I will say the media section, all they had was like hot dogs and nachos, which Mm. I don't know if that's normal around the NHL, but I was kind of disappointed about that. I think it is normal. I mean, not that I've ever been up there, but, um, (laughs) you know, just from what I've seen, I know a lot of the reporters and beat writers kind of like post their, uh, like game day meal from the press box. I know I don't want to blow her spot, but I know Molly is a big uh, fan of the pretzel. Molly Walker, it's a pretzel. I think every day, every game she goes to or something like that. Okay. Um, But yeah. Yeah. The Blackhawks are, I think they spoiled their, their media members because I remember before COVID they used Mm. to do, I think it's the, I'm pretty sure they were the only team they did um, a buffet after, I believe it was the second period. Mm -hmm. And it was always like something amazing, like sliders, desserts, everything. But you know, you're there to watch the hockey game. The food is just a perk. (laughs) So, I mean, I, yeah, I don't know. I actually, it's funny that you say that because now kind of it brings back a, a thought or not a thought, but a tweet I saw, I'm pretty sure someone I, it might have been vince mercagliano who covers the rangers he posted a picture of a pastrami sandwich in the garden you know pastrami here we don't fuck around in new york with pastrami <laughs> so if you're ever in new york at a game you gotta get the pastrami sandwich good to know i feel like there's all those different things at different arenas but mm-hmm. i feel like that's not something we're going to get to experience much of because of everything that's happening around the nhl and around sports in general right now and right before we started recording this Elliot Friedman reported that he was hearing the NHL and Players Association have agreed to pause the season through Wednesday through Christmas Day. Um, And then the teams will return to their facilities on the 26th. So that isn't a very long time, but there were still games that were supposed to happen in that short amount of time. And I just cannot get over the amount of cases the cancellation or the postponements of all these games, like the numbers have been staggering over the last couple of days. Yeah. I think just for me, the biggest thing is how quick it happened. Um, you kind right. of thought we were getting out of it and everything kind of looked positive. And then, you know, just this past week and, and everyone's, you know, people in New York are just blaming SantaCon, but obviously like, you know, if it was any other day, it probably would have happened too. But yeah, no, it, it's just, it's really weird. I don't think this pause will last only three days. I think it's going to carry on. Um, you know, obviously I don't want to sit your thunder here and I'm gonna let you talk about it, but I know we both don't want to see the winter classic get canceled. I know you're going, so that's really exciting. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I'm really worried about it, but at the same time, I'm like, they're already building the rink at target field. The NHL needs the revenue that it's going to be bringing in as well as the fact that it's going to be an outdoor game. I think that's going to kind of save it. I just really hope that they kind of protect the wild and the blues up until then. I don't even know if that's really possible to do, especially with the holidays, Mm -hmm. but I, I think that I don't see them postponing it or canceling it just because they need that revenue. I agree. And honestly, I could see them. Uh, I don't know if you saw college basketball this weekend, but um, I forgot exactly what the tournament was called or whatever it may be. But in Vegas, UNC and Kentucky were there. Supposed to, they were supposed to play two other teams, but 
their opponents each got COVID cases, so they ended up playing each other, um, which was cool. It was UNC versus Kentucky, which is obviously a great matchup. But right. I can honestly see the NHL, like if they have two teams that are healthy, flying them out to Minnesota, making them play outside. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's an idea. And then like, what jerseys do they wear? Do they get like a cool jersey? Probably not. Cause like, Probably how not. do you, how do you do that? I will say now that I'm thinking about it, when I was at the predators game, I got to see the Smashville Jersey that they have mm. for the winter classic. Ugly. And I mean, I, I'm honestly still a fan of it. I thought it looked pretty cool. They had the logo on t-shirts and stuff. Um, I know that a lot of people don't like it, but I think it looks pretty good. I thought it was worse than the devil's New Jersey. Honestly, <laughs> I, I thought it's so, I thought it was so bad. You're allowed to have your opinion, yeah. but I, you know, I, I think it looks good. So it, it's, it's not as good as the lightnings, but mm. I'll let you know when I'm at the winter classic, I'll, I'll give you a, my real thoughts about it. When I see it on the ice, I just love the old school look. Like I, I, I hate like even the Dallas stars, they're like new, like shiny lightsaber color jerseys. Like I know a lot of people love them. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't like that. I don't know. I'm kind of like old school. I think when it comes yeah. to jerseys, like I would love to see Nashville go back to that, like, you know, OG, like 2001, 2002, like fully gold Jersey with like the, the two teeth coming out. Of yeah, the Predator. Yeah. I mean, that was such a sick logo. Like, I think they should have went back to that. I mean, I, I like when, when te- like the winter classic is all about like the upbringing, right. And like making it traditional mm-hmm. hockey. So I feel like, when teams go back to their like original logo for the winter classic, that's what I really love. Like, honestly, the first year was great with Pittsburgh and Buffalo. They had like, you know, I think their jerseys from like the seventies or eighties, which was awesome. I mean, that's mm-hmm. really cool. So I wish teams would like do that more than, you know, Smashville who like, yeah, who really yeah. even calls them that. Everyone there does. Yeah, Everyone do. there does. So yeah. Cause when, for my interview for icebreakers this week, I spoke with Chris Mason uh-huh. and he just was saying, I should correct myself. It was for this. These are the stadium series jerseys, not the winter classic, mm. both outdoor games. We got yeah. it. But he was saying that, uh, it's, he, he alluded to Smashville. It just being the culture and the people going crazy and all of that there. And I don't, I think it's kind of cool. It's a, it's a nice little niche for their town. I stand corrected. <laughs> also, I did. I mean, I did purchase a hat when I was there, but it says smash on it. So well, there yeah. you go. <laughs> so you one up, one up me there. Yeah. So, man, like we said, a lot of cancel or postponements, and between Canada and the U.S., they you know postponed all the or stopped the cross border playing as well, which I think was really smart um, because I know Canada's having a lot of cases right now. But that kind of leads to the next question. Are the NHL players going to get to go to the Olympics? And it's been such a hot topic. And I personally, I just don't see it happening. I mean, how can you send these guys to China for the risk of potentially having to quarantine for three to five weeks and you're, you're stuck there. And like with all these games that are being postponed right now, they might have to move them to February. I know they still want them to have that break, but how is that going to work? You know? I mean, what I've been asking myself, if I was in those shoes, which, you know, obviously that would never happen, but (laughs) like, I would just think, is it really worth it to like, to go and not have it even be the full experience? If not, everyone's going, you know, I'm one of those guys that thinks like, experience has to be the true experience to really like get it all. Like I didn't even want to go to any games last year when there was like 20% capacity. Cause I was like, what's the point? It's not a real NHL game. What am I going for? You know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think just for the players, if it was me, I just wouldn't go simply because like, 
you know, what am I, what am I going for? Like, is it the real Olympics? Is it going to be like kind of a, you know, a scramble? I don't know. I, I like for me, I just, I don't think it's worth uh, the inconvenience and like the sacrifice of missing out time on the NHL season. But that's, then again, that's just me. Like, obviously, you know, I didn't grow up ever with the dream of like representing my country in the Olympics. Cause that was just never a reality for me. But for some of these guys, you know, they probably grew up idolizing, you know, who are the, you know, like Mike Madano and, and, Wayne Gretzky playing for USA and Canada and, and wanting to wear those jerseys one day. And I obviously I didn't mention like Sweden or Finland or the other countries, but you know, there, there are kids who are, who are definitely 12 years old, 13 years old that could one day potentially play in the Olympics. And that's a real dream for them. So I, I could see why they would want to go, but for me, it just doesn't seem like it's going to be the full thing. So, so why even bother? I think you have a real point there because you, when you think about it, you do think of that full experience and the the crowd and the anticipation around it and, and the village. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Another good point. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I, I think that that could deter people, deter people, deter people, deter, deter, from, yeah, yeah. <laughs> deter people from it as well as, as well as being away from your family and all that for all that amount of time. Um, it'd be interesting to see what happens, but I think it's going to be one of those things where uh, I did hear where they were interviewing players to get a kind of a feel of what they should do or what they want to do. Mm-hmm. And it's going to end up being like a team decision. Yeah. I, I mean, there's also so many other places I'd rather get stuck than China. Like that's like the last, that's probably like the bottom three countries I'd want to be stuck in for quarantine. So yeah, you know, yeah. that alone, that alone, I'm not risking that. Definitely not. Right. Right. And the, the Chinese government is, you know, mandating whatever rules they have in place. So I can't imagine that either. Mm-hmm. Um, but another thing that you texted me about the other day, yeah. Robin Leonard, <laughs> he uh he was a little funny on twitter why don't, why don't you talk about it i mean he was trying to be funny but some other guy really kind of you know <laughs> came in for the closer i thought it was hilarious but leonard obviously has been growing out his beard for a while he, he like you know is a guy who usually grows a beard um and i guess he shaved it for his return to long island because lou lamorello obviously makes his players shave their beards he's kind of classic in that way he likes his players to be clean shaven just like the yankees and leonard posted a picture of like all the hair in his sink and he was like, I got to do it Lou's way if I'm going home to return to Lou. Like, it's Lou's house, Lou's rules. And this guy, Jeff Demers, wrote, Lou said no pubes? Wild. I was I was actually cracking up. Like, because it kind of, I mean, not necessarily does look like pubes. I don't mean to be inappropriate here. But um, it's just like literally a sink full of hair. And like, you know, for the most part, first thought is, oh, that guy shaved his balls. Um, so it was kind of funny. And that guy just like his tweet was just hilarious. I was cracking up about it for like literally an hour. And I kept telling, I kept saying, I was at my girlfriend's house and I was saying like just random parts of the night, Lou said no pubes. <laughs> that was so funny. Oh my yeah. Gosh. She definitely found that a little annoying, but um, <laughs> you know, great to see Robin Leonard. Obviously he got that nice tribute. He was only there for a year and he has like a tattoo of Long Island on his neck, which is really cool. And yep. um, you know, a lot of people obviously were talking about it, but you really see an athlete makes such a big impact on a city that he plays in for only a year. And then the other way around too, right? Like you rarely see a city make such an impact on an athlete who was only there for a year. So, you know, obviously a lot of people know Robin Leonard's story and how Long Island kind of saved his career and saved his life and just awesome to see and happy he got the win. Yeah, definitely. And I, I think that obviously he's shared how much he appreciates that on Twitter. He did share a video um, showing his tattoo on his neck and everything too. and it had to make him feel good because I know he's big on like mental health and all Mm -hmm. that. And I feel like just getting that 
appreciation both ways. Just it, it was probably a really feel good moment for him in general on that night. That was one of the losses this year. I think Islander fans can hang their hat on. <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah, that might be the only one. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Um, a team that hasn't been losing though, uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. They've been pretty hot, and just like the Predators, they've won seven straight. And, uh, I, you know, I was just talking to my brother today and he was saying, you know, I think I'm going to go to the game tomorrow night when we head home. And he's like, oh, never mind. That one got postponed, too. Mm-hmm. So Penguins are going to have to wait a little bit and see if they can keep their streak going. But finally, we've seen some better play from Tristan Jari in the net. And I think some of it is coming. Um, you know, their penalty kill has been really, really good. Yeah. And it's something that has been talked about by a lot of a lot of people in the media right now. And for good reason, they they've consecutively, I think it was like 35 penalty kills that they had, mm. which is really great. I think it might have been a franchise record or around that. So I'm happy to see the Penguins are picking up their play. Jake Gensel has been leading the way in points. Um, and things have been looking up because they've really faced a lot of injuries this season, but they're getting their groove back on the ice. Yeah, I was going to say they're doing this all without Malkin too, right? Like, I don't think Malkin's played yeah. a game this year. Yeah, he's uh, he's been skating in practice mm-hmm. for the first time as of recently, but no, he has not played yet. I do got to give a lot of props. Uh, I think I've said it before on here too, but Jari, man, like, especially after they played the Islanders last year, he was getting shit on. Like, people mm-hmm. were saying he single-handedly cost Pittsburgh that series last year, so it's good to see him bounce back. <laughs> you know, I, I had a hard time with that, and mm-hmm. I know someone that – was tweeting a lot about that after (laughs) Pete Blackburn was hysterical Uh on Twitter. And, you know, as someone who loves the penguins, I I thought his tweets were pretty spot on, honestly, but trying to get Pete on here. That would be great. You know, someone that, I mean, he's with Bally sports. We work together with them. So that we might have to get that in the mix soon, you know, Another good thing that's happened this week, besides all these unfortunate postponements, Dylan Larkin, what, what a move by him knocking a fan's beer over and then going to the bench and saying, Hey, 20 bucks. Can you go buy that guy a beer? I feel so bad. Like when does that ever happen? <laughs> I thought it would have been great if he handed him 20 himself. That's what I thought it was kind of leading to. Um, uh-huh. But either way, still just a class act. And, you know, I actually have a story, um, but kind of the opposite end. When I was uh, playing junior hockey, I was like 19, young kid, obviously immature. <laughs> and me and my friend Austin, like, saw, we were in Corpus Christi, and this, this one guy was like chirping us in warm-ups the entire time. And he had a beer on the glass. So I was like, dude, hit me into the glass in warm-ups. And, like, we'll knock his beer over. Sure enough, we did, but we obviously couldn't afford the 20 bucks back then. So we, <laughs> we ended up, uh, you know, kind of pissing that guy off and not really returning the favor. But um, I'd like to think if I was 25 now, like Lark and I would, you know, not do that on purpose and hopefully give the guy money if I actually knocked his beer over. But either way, just like, you know, great to see that kind of stuff from NHL players. Like he actually just like genuinely felt bad. He obviously knows yeah. the, the price of a beer at Little Caesars Arena. So, uh, you know, it's great <laughs> to see him do that. And I have to think that the game that you knocked that guy's beer over, it probably wasn't $20 back in, back in the day. Definitely not. But- definitely not in Corpus Christi. <laughs> <laughs> De- definitely not. No, but great move by Larkin. And I feel like he's really emerged this season because I feel like the last couple of years, he's, he's just been kind of, kind of there, honestly, mm-hmm. for the Red Wings. And now he's finally, you know, taking that leadership role on the team more of. I think it's actually good karma too. I'm pretty sure he got his first hat trick that night. I don't know if it was yeah, that game yeah, or I the following right. game, 
but he did yeah. get a hat trick. I, I don't know if it was that game either or not, mm. but yeah, great, great, great to see him doing so well for the Red Wings. Uh, it, you know, we don't have anything to bet on this week no. because we, we have no idea what's going to happen. I mean, based on Friedman's tweet, it's likely going to be a little pause for Christmas, but mm. uh, hopefully it doesn't last. <laughs> I mean, we could talk about the games that are supposed to be played tonight. God knows if they will be. But on ESPN, you got the Capitals at the Flyers. I don't know if you want to make a pick for that or not. Capitals at Flyers. Hmm. Flyers been hot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and they're playing at home. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Flyers. We'll go Flyers, Flyers together. And yeah, then what yeah. about Tampa and Vegas? That one's in the Fortress. I'm going to go Tampa on that one. I'm going to go against you. I'll go Vegas. So let's see who has a better record tomorrow <laughs> night or tonight okay. as you're listening. <laughs> If yes. those games are even played, God knows. Hopefully we get a little bit of hockey, but I also hope all the players are doing okay and everyone that's in the protocol, the coaches, any personnel involved. Um, I hope that everyone is healthy and their families are healthy and that, mm-hmm. you know, hopefully this isn't affecting anyone's life too much. Yeah. And before I let you go, you got any big Christmas plans? Oof, you know, I don't think so this year. Just going to hang out with my family at home. Um, we we don't do a whole lot. It's mostly just like we like play games, you know, mm-hmm. make like drinks and all that. Just kind of hang out, spend time together because we're all all over the place. So it's nice when we get to be back together. Yeah. Is it is it Michigan? Ohio. Ohio. I don't know why yep. I thought Michigan. Oh, you went to school in Michigan. So, um, it's a little confusing all over yeah. the Midwest. Yeah, you really are. You're in Chicago, you're in Ohio, Michigan, you're everywhere. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I, I hope you have a, a very wonderful Christmas and to everyone else who celebrates, um, you know, obviously hope it's a, a good time. I don't really celebrate Christmas, so I don't really have much else to say <laughs> well, about enjoy it. Enjoy your weekend at least. Yeah, I'll, I'll enjoy the nice day home with nothing to do. Um, you know, that's usually what Christmas is for me or I go to the movies and get Chinese food, but that's about it, so... Um, but yeah, Alexis, thank you as always for joining and we might have an episode next week. Might not. We'll see what happens as far as the game is going, as far as the NHL goes, but hopefully we do have an episode for you guys next week. But, uh, as always, thank you. And I think I'll send it over to Alex Micheletti. This week, I'm happy to welcome a Minnesota State Mankato alum, comes from a great hockey family and does a great job covering hockey all across the great state of Minnesota. He joins the Locked On Wild show every Monday to recap each weekend of the Minnesota Wild and just hockey in Minnesota in general. But I'm finally happy to connect with him. So welcome to the show, Alex Micheletti. Alex, what's going on, man? Yeah, not too much. Yeah, I've, I've been waiting waiting to join with you, Johnny. So it's <laughs> It's a lot of fun and uh, ready to talk all, all sorts of, uh, of hockey with you. Yeah, I got to apologize again for the scheduling. And of course, once we finally get the recording, I, you know, my microphone doesn't work. So apologies for the audio. But another cool thing about us that I didn't know till like yesterday is that we share the same birthday, March 22nd, which is weird, too, because my last guest on the show, Jerry Rollins, also has the same birthday. So it's kind of weird how like back to back episodes, I have, you know, March 22nd, guys, but um, very cool. So, you know, you'll get a birthday text from me this year. Yes, yes, it's awesome. Yep, we uh, we share it uh, with uh, some cool celebrities too, uh, JJ Watts and oh, really? uh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. Reese Reese Witherspoon too. So yeah, I mean yeah, a lot of uh, uh, cool cool people have that uh, have that birthday. <laughs> yeah, big fan of Reese Witherspoon. That's awesome. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk a little Minnesota sports. Despite the wild seven game win streak, currently we're recording this on December. What is today? The eighth. Yes. Yep. December 8th. 
Um, you know, the Wild right now on a seven-game win streak, they look amazing. They've beaten the Leafs pretty heavily. Um, you know, that was honestly a shock. I bet the Leafs that night, so I was a little upset. But just in general, aside from this win streak, how frustrating is it being a Minnesota sports fan? I mean, this is this is our one winner right now. So, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, Vikings are in a, just a roller coaster tailspin kind of, and huh. Timberwolves haven't made the playoffs in forever, and, and the Twins uh, – uh, it was another another down year. Um, so we we need the wild. I mean, if the in the if the wild can go on a run, um, you know, St. Paul would just go absolutely crazy, the entire state. So um, yeah, it's fun fun to see um fun to see them on a on a run right now. I thought being a New York fan was pretty tough. I've never really seen a championship in my lifetime. I mean, I'm a kind of a Giants fan, but not really a big Giants fan. Um, you know, I root for the Knicks and the Rangers. But, you know, I'm in a group chat with the Everything College Hockey guys, which is kind of how we connected. And they're all mm-hmm. Minnesota sports fans. And, you know, almost every day it's like, fuck! Like, they, you know, uh, it's kind of funny how Minnesota teams just can't figure it out. But the Wilds seem to have something going here. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, hopefully they can win a first-round playoff series at least this year. Right. Yep, yep, exactly. It's, uh, you know, we always <laughs> we always run into the hot team, too. You know, uh, Vegas last year and, and mm-hmm. you know, the Blackhawks with uh, when – uh, with the prime years of uh, of Kane and Taves, and so you know, hopefully, hopefully, the uh, luck bounces the wild way this year. Can you kind of touch on the wild fan base though? Because I, I think a lot of people might not think that the wild have a very strong fan base due to you know all the popular colleges around there and college hockey being so big as well as high school hockey. You know, I wouldn't think that, especially a kid me from New York, I wouldn't think that going to the XL Energy XL Energy Center is such an intimidating place to play. You know, would you kind of Elaborate a little bit on more what the Wild fans, you know, how they uh, go about their fandom. It's one of the best ranks in the in the league, um, and you know, it's a it's a smart fan base. It's energized. Um, it can get you know really loud, um, you know, especially when they're on a good roll. Um, and you know, I think things really changed when they signed Parisi and Suter too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, then every every night it became sold out, um, and. Uh, you know, it just energized the, the fan base and, uh, you know, they're, they're very active on social media <laughs> and, uh, you know, and, and sports talk radio here on, on K-Fan. And so they're always calling in and, um, yeah, it's, uh, you know, when, when things are rolling with this team, um, it gets, it gets people really excited and, uh, you know, getting Kirill Kaprizov and a guy like Kevin Fiala too, uh, I think really as, as, you know, brought more attention to the team too because this team finally has uh, a couple legitimate superstars um you know i think even more more popular than Parisian and Suter, um will ever be um and they haven't had something like this since marion gabrick um and so yeah i think you know that's you know that's why it's brought even more attention um to uh to this franchise and, and added to the to the fan base and i mean we have people um all over the all over the world now that I'm connected with, uh, just because they're so so interested in Kirill Kaprizov, uh, you know, especially um, all the all the new Russian fans. So it's pretty cool. I think you got to add Matt Sukarel to that list, also. I yeah, mean, we love yeah. him in New York. You know, you guys embraced yes. him like we did. Yeah, I mean, yep. Uh, it's uh, he's he's so fun to watch, and uh, he's so skilled. Um, you know, I think uh, at the beginning when he signed here. Um, you know, he ran into a lot of uh, injuries and people mm. were bashing the move from Paul Fenton. They're like, why are they giving him, 
uh, a 32 year old, uh, you know, this long term contract. Um, but, you know, he's really proven those early doubters wrong. Um, and he's formed an instant connection with Kirill Kaprizov and now Ryan Hartman. Um, those those the three on the line together are so much fun to watch. And, uh, you know, they um, every time they're on the on the ice together, they they dominate the other line that's matched up against them and, and has led to so many you know, scoring chances for, for all three of them. Um, so yeah, it's fun, fun to watch Matt's, uh, um, you know, he's, he's such a small guy out there, but he, mm. uh, yeah, he's so competitive and is so skilled, um, setting up, uh, Kaprizov and, uh, and Hartman, what a playmaker. I don't know if you remember this like viral clip, I think it was like five years ago or so, but Zuccarello had like, probably a 10 foot stick in some like pickup game. I, I forgot where it was, but I got to find that clip. It was, it was so funny, but for people that don't know, Matt Sergrell like uses a stick. I think that's like two feet taller than he is, which is kind of crazy, but I guess it makes up for his lack of size. Yeah. He had a, um, it was one of his buddies. He had a charity event back home and someone like one of his buddies, like, uh, uh, you know, did it as a joke, um, mm-hmm. and pretended he was Matt Sucarello and did, did all of his manu- mannerisms. You have to, uh, if you look it up on YouTube, it's it's absolutely hilarious. It has so many different views. So yeah, definitely definitely fun funny to watch. Yeah, and I, I you know I want to go away from the wild just for a little bit. But who are some yeah. of your other favorite players around the league, or just you know maybe a sleeper team that normally people wouldn't watch on a night and night out basis? But you know who's been another team that you really love just watching the season? Um, if people follow my Twitter feed, I, I love love talking about the Anaheim Ducks. Um, they're you know uh, they are so fun to watch. Um, the young talent that they are, you know, finally letting play because yeah, because last year they sent down Trevor Zegris, but now he's playing full go. Um, and a guy like Troy Terry um, has been on a great run. And I love John Gibson in that for them. And, uh, you know, they have some fun D guys too. And, and Cam Fowler and uh, Jamie Drysdale, another, another young stud. And so, yeah, that, that team's fun to watch. Uh, you know, the Florida Panthers are, are really fun to watch too. Um, uh, guys like Barkov and Huber are, are so much fun. And, uh, I think that, you know, Aaron Eckblad is one of the best defensemen in, in the game too. And so, yeah, it's, it's cool to see these like non-traditional market teams, uh, um, have, are having, you know, some success now. And so I think it's, it's, it's big for the NHL too, to get, get more eyes on, on, on teams like that. And, um, yeah, it's, 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 you know, a lot of fun and obviously individual guys. I love watching Leon Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid. It's just mm-hmm. what, what those guys do on the ice, especially on the power play. It's like, it's like they're in another league. Um, so you know, those are, those are two guys, obviously Ikeon and, you know, obviously Austin Matthews too, What mm-hmm. a what a talent. I've been making a joke. I'm trying to get it to catch on a little bit, but with this Rangers win streak, they're on a seven game win streak as well. Um, you know, I've been saying the Rangers, the Oilers, of the East, especially Zabanjad and, and Panarin together, like McDavid and Drysaddle in the Eastern Conference. It's not really catching on, but uh, you know, I think it's got some legs. Maybe it'll pick up if the Rangers keep winning. Well, how about Chris Kreider too, and Adam Fox? Yeah. I mean, you love to see the USA guys, um, um, and, and they're they're playing amazing. And what more can you see say about? Uh, Shesterkin too. He's just been just lights out. Um, you know, they they gave up a ton of shots, and he's just been playing out of his mind. So it's it's fun to watch, and uh, um, you got to root. Uh, I love love rooting for the college guys. So you know, a guy like Jacob Truba too. So um, yeah, it's it's uh, you know when when the Rangers are are playing well, it's it's 
good for the rest of the, the league too. Yeah, and how'd you not mention your boy Ryan Langren, Minnesota guy? Yeah, mention- yeah, Ryan Ryan <laughs> Langren too. Yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. So yeah, I forgot him too. He's uh he's really grown. Uh, Keandre Miller too uh, was mm. in Wisconsin. Um, so and he and he's from Minnesota too. Um, or, you know, originally. Um, but uh, yeah, it's 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 uh that's a fun team to watch, and uh, you know, hope hopefully they can make the playoffs and, and go on a on a good run. So let's talk about college a little bit. I know you went to Minnesota State. I know you have a pretty strong, you know, hockey background within your family. Can you kind of just talk about your upbringing in the game? I know, you know, obviously for anyone who hasn't realized your last name is Micheletti and haven't put it together that your uncle is Joe, um, you know, you can kind of just touch on that a little bit. Yeah, it's uh, it's fun, fun to be a part of the, this, this huge hockey family in the state of Minnesota. Um, You know, my dad played at the university of Minnesota, along with my uncle Joe and my uncle Don. And so, uh, yeah, strong, strong university of Minnesota, um, hockey, hockey family and uncle Joe getting, getting to play in the NHL and my dad briefly, um, you know, so hockey's always been a huge part of part of my life. Uh, always, uh, gone to the rink. I played a little bit, but you know, not in high school, but you know, always, um, stuck around the game and went to, uh, all my uh, dad's broadcasts and, and radio shows. And so, yeah, um, you know, it's always, always been a part of my life and it's, it's always fun to, to go to games too and watch. And, uh, you know, I ended up at Minnesota state Mankato who has, you know, division one hockey and got to work for the team for my four years there. And so, um, when I was there, the team was, was struggling, uh, near, near the bottom of the, of the, of the WCHA. And, uh, when I, um, uh, was in my final year, uh, Mike Hastings got hired and really transformed the, the program. And, uh, now they are the number one team in the country. So it's, it's pretty, pretty cool. It's, uh, it's fun to still follow the team and, and go to games when they're, when they're close. And I went down there. Um, earlier this year when they played St. Cloud, when it was one versus two, um, that was a really fun weekend. Uh, and um, yeah, it's, it's fun to see all the, the successes of, of, of all the Minnesota teams. And uh, we just added a, a sixth uh, team in, in St. Thomas, uh, who's coached by Rico Blase, who was, uh, you know, at uh, Miami with, you know, with the brotherhood for, for so long. And so um, they'll, they'll be, they'll be good in no time. It's going to take them a little bit, but uh, yeah, it's, it's fun fun to um to have all these teams here and in, in the wild on a, on a good run and uh fun fun to talk about on, on social media and all the different podcasts uh i join and am uh, a part of are there any guys right now playing college that you expect to make an impact in the nhl maybe next year or two years from now uh well there's a kid on on minnesota state right now named nathan smith who's yeah. uh, um, uh, right. a draft pick of, of uh of winnipeg uh that you know i think he, um, you know, they wanted him last, you know, last off season after the, after the frozen four, but he wanted to to come back and round out his game. So, you know, I think he's really, really close to, um, you know, to, to making it um, in, in the NHL. It, it'd be fun to, fun to see him make, make that next step for sure. Yeah. Are you, uh, I know the winter classics coming up here in Minnesota. Are you attending? Yep. Um, you know, I, I really want to, I, I don't have a ticket right now, but it'd be, be fun to go, you, you know, if not, uh, you know, be, be down there, uh, around it, uh, and just be a part of the atmosphere. Um, but you know, finally Minnesota has it, uh, and 
Um, it should be should be fun against St. Louis as long as, as long as St. Louis has you know they they've been going through COVID issues and injuries, mm-hmm. so you know, hopefully they can get uh, get full strength. But uh, you know it'd be fun. Uh, you know, uh, you know Jordan Bennington on St. Louis, he's always always up to something. Uh, and so and they got guys like Tarasenko and uh, Colton Preco, and so and, you know David Perron. List goes on and on. And so it'd be be a really fun fun matchup. Uh, and uh, yeah, you know it. You know the attend you know, to have the hockey world be on Minnesota would be fun. I I attended one of the stadium series games against. Uh, uh, Chicago and that was just a you know absolute blast um and so uh it's fun that it's fit that they picked another uh, midwest uh town and uh you know a rival so looking forward to it funny enough I was actually at that same game the wild versus Chicago game at the University of Minnesota right that's what you're talking about yep yep yes yeah, yeah that was the end that they just smoked uh Chicago so yeah it was, it was fun and uh Ryan Carter who does uh wild broadcast was was a part of that team and so mm-hmm. Yeah, he, I mean, he went to Minnesota State. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. It was that was fun. Yeah, Matt Dumba had a had a big game, and so yeah, the jerseys were awesome. And uh, you know, they you know they deserve this Winter Classic. They yeah. we've been waiting so long, and you know, Gary Bettman finally agreed, and so the timing is now for sure. I think they were just avoiding it for so many years because it's so goddamn cold there that they didn't want to deal with it. You know. Right. Yep. Exactly. You know, you just gotta hope for hope for perfect conditions, or you know, as as good as as, as good as you can. Uh, you know, we've had um, you know a lot of uh, a lot of outdoor games for for high school on on Hockey Day, Minnesota, and so you know it's about time that the NHL team has it. And uh, Minnesota State is actually gonna have an outdoor game too. Um, it's oh. going to be played in the football stadium on campus, and so against uh, St. Thomas. So yeah, a couple, a couple outdoor games um, here coming. So it'll be a lot of fun. Has that been announced yet? I haven't seen that anywhere. Yes. Yep. 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 It's on the schedule and it's at, wow. it's going to be at, at Blake Slee stadium and it'll be uh, uh, on TV. Um, so yeah, it should be, should be a lot of fun. Is Adam feeling going to drop the uh, first puck or what? Yeah, yeah, they should, they should get him yeah. down there or, or, or David Backus or Ryan Carter. I know they're going to have an alumni game too. So I'm sure sure they'll have all the alumni stick around too so you know it'd be cool to see a guy like uh david backus do it for sure yeah that'd be awesome i know it's funny too uh a lot of those minnesota state guys over the years i, know, I remember backus and mcavoy made a bet on a weekend series um you know bu versus minnesota state and i think i think minnesota state won so mcavoy had to like pick up david backus's dog's crap or something i don't know if you remember that yeah yeah, I remember the video. Yeah, Mankato yeah. swept BU, so yeah, it was it was hilarious. Yep. I think he was using like a pooper scooper in the back, in the backyard. Yeah. Of, uh, yeah, yeah. A great video of of Bacchus and McAvoy, but um, you know, I guess you know, as we're going into the holidays here, a lot of big surprises in the NHL. The Minnesota Wild might be one of them. I don't know if you'd consider it a surprise on how successful they've been, but who do you expect to kind of turn it around? Maybe that's had a really slow start. Uh, well, Vegas is finally getting healthy. Um, and so they, uh, once they have their full roster, they are just a, such a tough team to beat. And Robin Leonard's playing, playing ph- phenomenal. Um, you know, they went through a stretch where they were playing a ton of young guys and guys from minors that had never played in the NHL. And they were still playing, you know, pretty, pretty decent just uh, with some of the veteran guys that they had. So, you know, Vegas, Vegas is a, definitely a team to watch out for. 
Um, you know, we mentioned them, St. Louis, uh, they're, they're going to turn it on. They're, they're such a, a great team and they're so well coached. Um, and so those, those are two teams definitely in the West that I think um, are, uh, you know, teams to watch out for. Um, you know, uh, a team that started off slow is now has kicked it on uh, pretty, pretty well too is Dallas. Um, you know, mm. Dallas has, has some really young talent that's fun to watch. Like you look at a guy like Jason Robertson and, uh, and Rupe Hints, um, those those two are, are so fun to watch. So um, that those are a couple teams that I think will, will turn it on. And then you know Boston, Boston's due to make a run. Um, you know I, I don't think they've gotten the goaltending that you know that they expected from Swayman, but you know I think they'll they'll start to to really turn it on just with with the amount of talent they have up front in Pasternak and and Marshan and Bergeron. Um, you know when you have those guys leading. Um, they're, they're due to turn things around for sure too. Yeah. You can never count Boston out. They've been, they've been so relevant just for the last like 13 <laughs> years. It seems like they're always in the second oh. round making a run some way, somehow. Exactly. Um, you know, they're a dangerous team in once, once the playoffs come just with, with the, with the amount of leadership uh, they have and, and the great coaching that they have from Cassidy. So. so I guess it still is a little early, but if you had to predict somebody to win the cup right now, who are you picking? And, uh, you know, if, if Eichel is completely hundred percent healthy, um, you know, Vegas, Vegas is my pick. Um, I just, I just like the way that they're rolling. And, you know, I think Peter DeBoer is, is one of the best coaches in the NHL and they've been so close, um, and, and the amount of talent that they have up front when they're fully healthy. I mean, like a guy like Max Pacioretty, uh, Riley Smith, March is so, I mean, and the list goes on and on. William Carlson um, and their back end is stacked too with Petrangelo and Theodore. I mean, you know, look look at all the names I'm I'm listing off. It's amazing that they can they can fit everybody under the cap uh, right now. Um, so yeah, Vegas Vegas would be my pick. Yeah, I've been saying Vegas like every year for three years in a row now. Uh, I just I mean, dude, they're so good and so easy to get free agents yeah. like. They're my pick every year until they win. <laughs> yeah, I, I like uh, I like Leonard over a, a guy like Darcy Kemper with with Colorado because you know we we've uh, we had Darcy Kemper here in Minnesota. He's prone to have meltdowns. Like mm-hmm. if he lets in a soft one, then the floodgates open wide open. Um, and so you know that's been Colorado's Achilles' heels. They've never been able to find that goalie that can help them once the playoffs come around. You know, Grubauer, Grubauer you know get hurt or you know just kind of just kind of flop in the playoffs too so you know they they traded um you know they gave a lot of assets to arizona for for darcy kemper and so we'll see if he's the uh the guy in the playoffs but i i trust a guy like leonard over kemper for sure so alex i want to give you a chance to just plug anything that you work on i know you're kind of involved in a lot in minnesota so yeah. um you know where can people find you where can they listen to you what kind of things are you doing yeah, yeah. On on Twitter, I'm um, Alex Micheletti or at Alex Micheletti. So it's my first uh, last name. So E L A L E X and last name's M I C H E L E T T I. So you can give me a follow on there. Love love engaging with uh, with uh, sports fans, hockey fans, anybody really. It's it's a fun. Post a lot of clips and talk about them. So that's fun. And then uh, on every Monday, I'm on the Locked On Wild podcast with my buddy Seth Topol. Um, so that's fun. We recap. Uh, 
the games the, over the weekend for the wild and, and NHL in general and the, in the central division. So that's a ton of fun. And then on uh, uh, Wednesday nights uh, we have our uh, MN NCAA uh, college hockey podcast. I specifically cover Minnesota state, uh, but we have all the Minnesota schools on there. So it's, uh, it's fun uh, to chat about college hockey too. And then, yeah, just, uh, you know, kind of, um, you know, check, check out my social media feed. I'm uh, always uh, joining uh, all, all sorts of different podcasts. So it's, uh, it's fun, fun to talk about the game for sure. Yeah. Well, I appreciate your time, Alex. And it's always fun uh, yeah. to meet new people with some really cool backgrounds. I'm sure we'll be in touch and I'll definitely be texting you from Madison square garden when the Rangers play the wild on uh, Henrik Lundqvist night. That'll be really cool. Yeah. Sure. So um, for sure. Thank you again. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you, Johnny. Uh, I look forward to, to sharing this and uh, letting, letting people uh, talk about our conversation. So you have a good rest of the uh, day. Take care. You too. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.